Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is John. And this is Deacon Mike. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. Excellent, John. Hey, how's your lint going, Mike? Um, let's go well. I'm kind of over the sweats and the shakes. And yeah, the... you look, uh, your eyes are clear. Last week they were bloodshot from giving up coffee. You were looking all over the place. Oh, yeah. Your skin was a little green, but this week you look Total clear, lucid. Film. Yeah, you look like a normal human being. Well, again. thank you. Congratulations. That's impressive to get off coffee like that. Yeah, well, you know, now I'm in the desert. Okay, it's not easy, but the physical symptoms are through. So Speaking I of being in the desert, that. what do you think of my Lenten beard? Oh, that's a beard? You can't see it? Look no, closely. I know you can, though. Come on, man. It's blonde. Okay, hold on. Well, I'm going to go to the light now. Oh, there's a shadow? Yeah. There's a shadow? I knew it. In the sunlight, you can always see it. There You're you going to be... You see those old men, like the yogis and the Eastern Orthodox exactly. priests and everything? They have those huge That's beards. what I'm going to look like probably by the end of Lent, so... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm looking at these print-offs of long-bearded men in icons, and I think that has something to do with what we're talking about today. Is that correct? Well, they wouldn't be bearded because Ethiopians tend not to grow beards. What about uh, this one? <laughs> oh, hey, that's St. Anthony. These are huge well, he's, white he's beards. Well, he's Egyptian. Oh, okay. Okay, so today's topic is? Is uh, Ethiopian Orthodoxy. Ethiopian Orthodoxy. Very interesting. And these are icons from the region, first century, that I'm looking at. Yeah. Which I should probably stop talking about because no one knows what I'm yeah, looking no, at. Yeah, no, we so. got to talk about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them about Ethiopian Orthodoxy. Okay. Uh, while you look at the pictures. Now, th- now this is a uh, kind of a hobby of mine uh, <laughs> as a project of history because I just am so fascinated with this wild Ethiopian uh, and, and very strongly Catholic. Pause. Do you realize there's probably on one hand you could count the people in the United States who would say Ethiopian orthodoxy is, is a hobby of mine? Just, oh, yeah. Just want to make that known. You're not normal and you're, you're no. probably less. I don't know. You're either really nerdy or really eclectic. I'm not sure. Sorry. Continue. Well, probably both of those. Mostly nerdy. Uh, nerdy hobbies, at nerdy least. Ho- okay, so I keep interrupting. Go ahead. Okay. On with Ethiopian Orthodox. So you remember in the Acts of the Apostles, Philip meets a eunuch right. from Ethiopia. Now, the eunuch was a, prosel- a Jewish proselyte who was at the, the feast in Jerusalem. Okay. Okay, so a proselyte means not ethnically Jewish, but... Uh, believes in their God, celebrates their, you know, practices their religion and everything. Gotcha. So some, we kind of talk about converts like that or something. But, um, okay, so this this eunuch had gone up to Jerusalem, and he was headed on his way back, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah, and Philip says, hey, that's been fulfilled. What you're reading has been fulfilled. And the eunuch comes to believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. He's, he's, he asks for baptism. Philip baptizes him right there. He goes back to Ethiopia, and... He converts, like, all of Ethiopia. That one guy. Okay, yeah. Because they didn't have a bishop until Athanasius comes around. Really? Which we know about from... Hundreds of years later. Who punched Arius. Okay. Which you know about from who punched Arius. Because he was hanging out at the council. Exactly. Where uh, Arius got clocked by St. Nick, right? That's right. Okay, so... So uh, the eunuch goes back, and Christianity begins in Ethiopia. It's a little bit shrouded uh, over the next few hundred years. But eventually, everyone became, became Christian, and they, they, so much so that the kings asked uh, Egypt for a bishop. 
Now, in Alexandria, Egypt, there was a more established church. Okay. That and would be the closest. Where is Ethiopia? Is it kind of east of Egypt, south of yeah. Egypt? I just am horrible at geography. Yeah, Ethiopia is it's, um, south east of Egypt. Okay. Thank okay, you. Okay. So, on the, on the north... Failed fourth grade Northeastern ge- corner of Africa. Okay. Of that continent. Okay. Um, so a fascinating country in itself, but the history of their church is beautiful. Okay, so they're, they're converting. They ask St. Athanasius, who is bishop in Alexandria, they say, hey, send, send us a, a bishop. He sends a guy named St. Uh, Frumentius. Frumentius. Frumentius to be like the that. first bishop of Ethiopia. Okay. That's what we're talking fourth century here. This is, yeah, this is back in the fourth century. Okay. Um, now, he, he goes back, and the church in Ethiopia was preserved from then on for a long, long time. Now, they, there's some stories of nine founders, and um, they have this great Saint Yared, who is the musician. Um, but they, their church, they've preserved everything from very, very ancient times. And because the liturgy is in Ge'ez, mm-hmm. the Ethiopian, ancient Ethiopian language, um, and they, they celebrate the, the liturgy of St. Mark like the rest of the Coptic church, uh, they've, they, they've preserved some very ancient art and traditions and, um, and theology. And I would guess because of their location, because they're so far removed from Europe and from Greece and um – and you know, even from where you know Constantinople was, that they probably developed a really unique form of Christianity in terms of culture and art and stuff. That it just it is. took it's, on its own. It thing. is amazing. The art is is what you call cartoony. Okay, just the eye. You got googly eyes in all of these pictures. Yeah, big eyes, very very colorful icons. Uh, just a very different form than uh, the classic Byzantine or Roman icons right. that we're used to. Right. Right. Um, now there's an Ethiopian. I I read last night that there is a the, the biggest Ethiopian Orthodox church outside of Ethiopia is in Denver. Get out of here. Now I don't know where I couldn't find an address to it. Listen, <laughs> um, not that big. Now, uh, so we'll have to look into that. But uh, and and I will. Because you know, what I love do? your art. You're throwing out a lot of claims, and I have I happen to have an Ethiopian friend. Actually, or I did. In oh yeah, high school. Her name was Ade Burhanu, and she went to Stanford. And I don't know what she's doing now, but I'm going to find her and ask her and be like, "You need to listen to this and make sure Mike's Mike's up on all this stuff." Oh so, boy. Now here's here's the, here's the other big claim I'll yeah, give you. Okay. Um, they they claim that they have the Ark of the Covenant. Ah. That the son of Solomon and Sheba, Queen of you remember Queen of Sheba? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's from Ethiopia. Okay. They claim that their their son. To protect the threatened temple, uh, or to to, tech, pr- to to protect the ark from the threatened temple, uh, they took it away and they took it down to Ethiopia and they put it in in a big synagogue, which eventually was converted to Christianity and right. became their cathedral. Wow! And it's sitting right there. Well, they well they claim that they have it, but it's been hidden for a long, long time. Now I heard about a year ago there were some rumors that the Ethiopians were planning to show the ark. Whoa! And everybody's very excited about that, but I don't. I haven't heard anything since. You have to tell Indiana Jones about that because he. Oh, oh yeah, he's he been heard, looking. He's been looking. The Crusaders—they missed it. They Everybody should have gone south. It. Now, I also heard that Ethiopia was the first Christian country. Is that correct? I uh, well, oh, like on a national. That level. they would blame, yeah, a claim on a national level to be the oldest, in terms of just that the uh, the government or the political leaders. 
No, I think you're confused. Version. I think that's Armenia. Armenia. Dang it. <laughs> Which is I don't know very anything different. about anything when it comes very to Very different East. culture. I think you're right. I think it is Armenia. <laughs> okay. But I, good guess, Jared. Hey, thanks. Um, Ethiopia, you, do, you do know your stuff. Ethiopian church is very old and fascinating. So just, just to uh, delight our audience, I have a clip of my favorite uh, hymn of St. Yared. Uh, this is called Michael. Michael. You can tell why I like it. Is this the one that I wanted to put the techno beat to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dance you, Club Remix. You, you didn't like that, Any though. DJs out there? You didn't like that. No, I think it might be a little irreverent and disrespectful to our brother Ethiopians. Okay. Oh, the other thing I wanted to tell you was uh, that there's only 200,000 Ethiopian church Catholics. So that is, at, at the time... Of after the the Council of Chalcedon in 451 A.D., the Coptic Church, the whole Coptic Church, left in schism from the rest of the churches. Okay. So um, Roman Catholicism has not been united with the Ethiopian Church since that time. Okay. Uh, the Ethiopians left with the Copts in uh, soon after 451. Um, controversies over Christology and um, and we haven't had a lot of contact since. But in the 19th century, there was a, a bit of a push, a missionary push for some Franciscans to visit the Eastern churches and to try to call them back to union with Rome. Um, and they had a different kind of a different style than we do now for ecumenism. Right. But two, about 200,000 Ethiopians are now Catholic as well. Okay, so most Ethiopian Christians are Orthodox, which means that they are in schism and they're separated from Rome, right. from the West, from the Pope. Okay, but then 200,000 of them are now currently in communion with Rome. Right. So they're and technically so Catholic go, and not Orthodox. So they're Catholic, and we can participate in their sacraments. So, so we, go to, we could go to an Ethiopian Catholic church? We can go to a liturgy every second and fourth <laughs> Sunday at 11 a.m., in the Christ the King, uh, Christ the King's Garden Chapel, oh, just cool. up the street from us here on Colorado and Eighth. Very good to know. We should check that out sometime. Yeah, and Father Tekla is a friend of mine, so I, uh, I'll, I'll bring you in. Well, I uh, I will talk to Ade, and we're going to find out if all this stuff was legit that you just said. But I do appreciate your your knowledge of Armenia as well. Any questions, concerns, suggestions for topics, Catholic stuff podcast at gmail dot com. Shoot us an email, and we'll talk to you next week. And here's St. Yared. <laughs> That's good.